Hell no. Uh-uh. That ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just want to keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh-uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes. I'm gonna let that tribe call quest ride a little bit longer. All right, that's enough. How's everybody doing out there? I am your host, Bryant Jones, and you are tuning in to Real Spiel. Real Spiel, of course, is a podcast in which I attempt to provide my true thoughts on what's going on in the world. And tonight's main focus is going to be centering around artificial intelligence. If you're not familiar with the newest advancements in artificial intelligence, Take about 10, 15 minutes and allow me to enlighten you because some pretty fascinating stuff going on and scary at the same time. I think it's important to keep up with this new technology because it's going to impact us whether we want it to or not. Our collective inability or unwillingness to address these tough situations isn't going to necessarily keep them from affecting us. So with those thoughts in mind, allow me to reference this article I read in Wired a few days ago regarding some of the topics I just alluded to. The main idea behind this headline suggests artificial intelligence isn't the threat we all expected. And I didn't expect any threat at all because I'm not a scientist. I just watch movies and in Terminator, there were robots walking around with machine guns. And I always find that weird because... If you're a robot, I feel like you shouldn't need a gun to take a person out, should at least have laser eyes or just be strong enough to break people's bones. But in any case, these scientists were well ahead of the game because they took it upon themselves to sort of establish a conference where they could meet to discuss the new threats to human beings. The first of these meetings took place in 1975, where a group of geneticists met on the central coast of California to determine if their work might cause the apocalypse. Now, to me, that would signal a hint of arrogance or maybe a slight God complex in a few of these dudes. But when you're that smart, you definitely get a pass. Also, their fears were totally reasonable. These dudes were geneticists working on organisms that hadn't been created in nature yet. Like Jurassic Park level experiments, stuff you only see in movies. These dudes were doing it for real in the 70s. So the idea that they were a little scared and wanted to set up a strict ethical code and some guidelines to make sure whatever biotechnology they had didn't unleash the end of the world. That's fine by me. Apparently, they were able to agree on some things at this conference in 75 because they kept it going. And I'm not certain if this is an annual occurrence or something the media picks and chooses when to cover based on what's trendy in the news. Anyways, at last month's conference, they discussed super intelligence and how it could possibly evade human control in the near future. They also focused a lot on the economy and how middle class job creation has declined every year since 1979, primarily manufacturing jobs. 
The really interesting fact about this trend, though, is that while manufacturing jobs have decreased, actual manufacturing numbers have increased to keep up with the steady rise in population. There are about 90 million more people in America today than there were in 1979. So think about owning a corporation that manufactures cars or shoes or anything, really. You want a machine that can output 20 versus a person that can quality control five or 10. The idea is capitalism and the market is dictating its terms to you. A big time employer of middle class workers in America is long haul truck driving, too. And if you follow any type of technology news, you know, Uber just bought out auto, which is an automated truck driving company that can deliver anything. Again, speaking from an employer's perspective, there are 1.7 million truckers in America. It's a $700 billion industry overall. One third of all those costs go to the 1.7 million drivers. There are another 7 million additional jobs that are either directly or indirectly affected by long haul truck driving. So really, this is just resource allocation at its finest. This industry, along with many others, are readjusting their economies of scale to determine how they can best meet our needs as consumers. If you want to get deep on this issue, long haul truck driving is the last middle class job in America that pays you a fair wage where you don't require a college degree. Unless you're going to work on an oil rig or do some type of high risk construction work on top of skyscrapers, this, this is like the last vestige for some of these people. So I understand why you would cling to a candidate like Trump that says, hey, I'm bringing these jobs back, regardless of how true that statement is. The immediacy of a human revolt against the machines over workforce participation is so far off in my mind, though, it's not even worth getting too deep in the weeds on this podcast. But a real fear we can consider regarding technology is black hat right now. And I'm not talking about the terrible movie featuring the more attractive Swoller Hemsworth brother, a.k.a. Thor. I'm not talking about that film. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it because I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about it right now. It basically suggests that the face of cybersecurity and national security is shifting. It's all about these geek squad type characters like Edward Snowden that can rewire your entire mainframe from their mom's basement. It's no longer about conducting espionage in the field. A friend of mine was telling me how I should avoid using my credit card at gas pumps because there's new hack technology where they can scan and steal all your credit information as soon as you swipe at the pump. There's software out there that can mimic any human voice and sound more natural than the best text to speech systems Apple or Microsoft offer. So what's stopping somebody from using this AI to contact you as customer support right now? and pull information from you that you wouldn't normally divulge over the phone. What's stopping somebody from purchasing black shades, which is basically how to be a black hat for dummies. It's plug and play malicious AI. It's got video and audio eavesdropping capabilities along with computer ransomware. So consider somebody listening in on your conversation, taking that information and then blackmailing you with it three hours later. Is getting to that point. When the Internet first came out, it was only for the government. Now, pretty much everybody in the world uses it for what? Conspiracy theories and porn. But I'm going to pivot to my favorite segment of the evening, and that is what did you say? 
Did he really just say that? Why would you say that? Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? <laughs> Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. He's... Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? No, no, I don't know. You said Did you really? Nah. Nah. Ain't no way. Well, there's definitely a way. Tonight's What Did You Say is going to focus on Elon Musk and some of the things Mr. Musk. And I know that's how I would address Elon Musk if I ever met him, Mr. Musk, but it just doesn't sound right when you say it. Anyway, here's Elon on why he believes AI poses the biggest existential threat to humankind. Hi, my name is Bob. Um, in view of its potential to, to be possibly the biggest game changer ever, do you have any plans to enter the field of artificial intelligence? And in general, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's even close to being ready for prime time? I think we should be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, if I were to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it's probably that. Um, so we need to be very careful with artificial intelligence. I'm increasingly inclined to think that there should be some uh, regulatory oversight uh, at the maybe at the national and international level, uh, just to make sure that uh, we don't do something very foolish. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, "Yeah, you sure you can control the demon?" <laughs> Didn't work out. <laughs> that last part he mentioned about summoning the demon was especially interesting because I'm operating under the assumption that he was discussing CERN, which is that big machine that the scientists have been working on out in Geneva, Switzerland for the past 30 years. And I'm not sure how privy you are to what's going on with CERN, but some pretty scary stuff that you should look into and Google yourself. I might do a whole separate podcast on CERN and how they think they've lifted the veil between this dimension and the next and what that might mean for us. But that's, that's a whole other conversation that we could get on for hours. But anyway, here's Elon again, discussing his biggest fear surrounding artificial intelligence. I think that the biggest risk is not that the AI will develop a will of its own, but rather that it will follow the will of people that establish its utility function or its optimization function. And that optimization function, if it is uh, not well thought out, I mean, even if it's relatively, if its intent is benign, it could have quite bad, uh, quite a bad outcome. For example, um, if you were a hedge fund or a private equity fund, and you said, well, uh, all I want my AI to do is maximize the value of my portfolio, then it, the AI could decide, well, the best way to do that is to uh, short consumer stocks, go along defense stocks, and start a war. Um, and that would also be quite bad. Jesus, the nonchalant nature of that last statement just, it's hilarious to me, man. Show some heart, Elon. Like, he's an autistic Tony Stark if I've ever seen one. Brilliant beyond comprehension, but man, the personability just doesn't seem like it's there in some of his commentary. Anyway, that's some pretty scary stuff he was alluding to there about 
the defense stocks being shorted and possibly starting a war. Like that's what happens when you take the feeling and the emotion and the intuitiveness out of these machines, which is something you would definitely do if you were trying to run a private equity firm and just worry about the bottom line, which is revenue at the end of the day. But I'm pretty sure human beings have done a great job mucking up the economy for purposes of war and greed. See examples Bernie Madoff and Dick Cheney. Elon's last comments address super intelligence and the idea that all human beings are already acting as some form of cyborg. And, and maybe by others that we're headed towards either super intelligence or civilization ending. Those are those like the two things that are like that, that'll happen. Intelligence will keep advancing. The only thing that would better for advancing is is something that puts civilization into stasis or destroys civilization. So then we have to figure out what is a world that would we would like to be in where there is this. Um, uh, digital superintelligence. Um, I think the, uh, and then another point that I think is really important to appreciate is that um, we are, all of us already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman. But by far, you have more, more power, more capability than the President of the United States had 30 years ago. Um, if you have an internet link, uh, you, you have an oracle of wisdom, you can communicate to millions of people, you can communicate to the rest of Earth instantly. Um, I mean, these are magical powers uh, that didn't exist not that long ago. So everyone is already superhuman uh, and a cyborg. That part at the end there is definitely referencing Black Mirror's theme. And Black Mirror is a show on Netflix that proposes an alternative reality not too far in the distant future. If you're into Elon Musk, AI, technology, all that weird sort of stuff, definitely check out Black Mirror. But as I so often do, I'll allow Forrest Gump to wrap up mine and Eli Musk's thoughts on this topic. And that's all I have to say about that. You damn right. That's going to do it for me tonight, though, folks. As always, you are much appreciated and loved for listening to this podcast, and I hope you enjoy doing so, because I definitely enjoy delivering it. Keep progressing through whatever you have going on in life, because trust me, it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. At least artificial intelligence isn't looming. Enjoy the rest of your night, and keep tuning in. Isaac Hayes hung up on my baby.